Welcome to the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. Each week, join us for conversations with master teachers, game changers, and elevators. Welcome to the next phase of your evolution. weird that like how people eat it, it is, is polarizing like it, it really is and like everyone has blinders on like in what way so like somebody that's eating meat is like there's no way i'm going vegetarian i'm yeah. not even going to listen to you talk about it same thing with a vegetarian they're like i'm not even going to listen to you talking about meat or fish or anything like that it's like religion and politics yeah who knew it is really odd so, like, were you the person, or maybe someone recently told me, like, oh, my friend started eating plant-based. Oh, it was a woman I was talking to. She yeah. goes, she's like, I've been plant-based for years, but, like, I'll do what I do. Like, I don't make a big deal if I go to mm-hmm. someone's house and, you know, I'll just, you know, kind of eat around it. Well, she said she was talking to some people about her diet, and they were like, we're saying, oh, we've been plant-based for years, but we haven't told anyone, because they didn't want to hear the backlash. Right. Well, there's this, this comment about there was this other diet around called Dash. And it's basically the same diet that this Dr. Gregor's talking about. And he asks that that one, um, that physician was like, well, why are you calling it Dash? He's like, if I call it vegetarian, nobody will do it. Legit. Yeah. Legit. I think I told you Tim has gout. And I was like, instead of telling him he needed to be a vegan for about, my friend said, she's a nutritionist, she said he should be a vegan for a month to six weeks. And it will clear out Mm -hmm. the um, whatever the acid is, uric acid. The uric acid. When I went to tell him he needed to do that, I did not use the B word. I right. said you need to release meat and dairy for a month. I so I mean he, but he's not really into it. Like I think he will get there, but like it hurts him to think he can't have meat. We've been lied to. So growing up, we have been lied to that meat is good. That meat is you know, this all-powerful protein substance that keeps us healthy. Society has lied to us. One of my goals in life was to have a deep freezer filled with meat. And I have one. <laughs> I mean, I get a quarter side of beef. I mean, I'm loaded up. I go out, you know, to the butcher and, you know, buy the cow from the farm, the whole nine yards. And that was a goal in life. Yeah. And then 44 hits, I start having health problems. What happened? Like, what were you feeling? So it started having chest pains. Like on a regular basis? Yeah. So a combination of stress and my diet. So it's angina. So when you get your, you get tight in the chest. It can be in your chest, it can be in your jaw, it can be in your neck. And it's painful. Like really painful. And it scares you because you're like, oh, I'm going down. Be like, right. you know, the first time it hit, it hit really heavy. <clears throat> and I was sitting there and I was like, wow, this is uh, not normal. Um, it's tight. I don't feel well. I feel bad. I want to just, you know, relax, go to sleep. Everything will be okay. Take some aspirin. Like you're thinking like that. Is that actually like you having a mini heart attack? No. So it's different. It's different. So it's just, you, you have these conditions that aren't going to kill you, but it's stress related. It's your, your blood vessels are restricting. Your Mm -hmm. blood flow is not flowing through. You know, your uh, 
uh, arteries are getting clogged up and it's causing pain. And then you mix that with stress and then all of a sudden you're like, mm-hmm. ah. Mm-hmm. And that's how people you know, eventually lead to a heart attack. So when those symptoms happen, <clears throat> I went to the doctor the next day. I got uh, EKG. I went and got, everything was fine. I went and got what's called a calcium test where they did this great big, almost like an MRI. Okay. I came back with the best score you could have. Like, so they were like, you're fine. What are fine. they testing with the calcium? If there's calcium buildup in your arteries. Oh, they can see so that. They can see it. Oh. Yeah. Can they do that on brains to like see if people are having Alzheimer's and dementia like early onset? It's a good question. I would think. You would it, think. If it shows up, yeah. Very interesting. So that's what started it. And so I come back and I'm, I'm fine, but my blood pressure is high. My heart rate is high. So I was like, okay, I'm not exactly normal, so I got to do something about it. So, from general practitioner to cardiologist to cardiologist, initial treatment plan. Then I go on the initial treatment plan, <clears throat> medications. I'm cool with that, and then you know I start looking at statins. They put me on a statin and a blood pressure medication. Yes, remember you're 44. Right. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So the statin will have adverse effects on your liver long term. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, need to do something, but then. I'm thinking, okay, I'm on these meds. Everything's going to be cool. You're going to take the sodium out of my bloodstream. Life's going to be good. I can continue to eat whatever I want. College football opening weekend. I'm crushing chili dogs. I'm at Skyliner. All, you know, I've got Skyliners. i got four ways. i got all this chili. Everything you can think of to opening up college football. Crushing it. So then that weekend, there's a wedding. I'm at a wedding, and there's pork, and I eat pork. And my blood pressure goes up so high. Like, I had to leave the wedding. What, when your blood pressure went up, how did you feel? Like, what happened physiologically? Uh, I felt bad. Like, it's hard to describe. Like, I just felt ill. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel good. Um, you know. And there was something, you think, in the pork? I think it was a combination of all the sodium. Mm-hmm. The sodium. led me to that point of blowing my blood pressure pretty much... Um, it, it hit that night. I was like 155 over 100. Ooh. So, you know, that's hypertension. That's like it, stroke zone. It, it's, it's up there. It's, it's, going it's not direction. emergency room, but you're, you're, you're right there. And so at that point I was like, all right, I have to make some lifestyle changes. But you'd been on the medication right. for like a couple weeks. Yeah. So then I'm popping more of the pills that night to try to feel better. And, um, so I go to bed, next day, you know, kind of feel a little bit better. And then, you know, that week, I'm like, okay, I'm done with pork. And in my business, I come across a case. And what I do for a living is I'm an insurance broker. So I go out, I get group health insurance. Sometimes those plans are underwritten where they look at the overall risk of the group, determine that risk, and then assign what it's going to cost. Okay. This particular situation, I have two conditions pop up on one person. One of them is Crohn's and the other one is rheumatoid arthritis. These are serious conditions. Mm-hmm. There's no treatment plan. Mm. So this person isn't listing any medications, isn't listing, isn't listing an attending physician or specialist to treat those conditions. So I catch it. I call this person, and I'm like, you know, you've got some serious conditions here. Um, what's going on? She's like, I'm cured. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Because <laughs> in my business, you don't hear the word cure. Right. Like, literally, you don't hear it. Like, every now and then, somebody will have cancer, they get cured, but you usually hear remission. Yeah, you don't hear cure. Yeah. No one says cure. You're right. right. And so, that's what perked me up. I'm like, cured. So, I start talking to her, 
I go, how are you having these conditions treated? She tells me everything. We're talking infusions, injections, about $150,000 a year. Wow. Yeah. And then she That's reads... That's being paid that she was using her insurance to correct, pay for. Correct, yeah. Okay. Then she gets this book, How Not to Die. And after reading that book and adopting these dietary lifestyles, it's not, you know, she cures herself. And it's like, whoa. And she, it took her about a year? She didn't give me a time frame, but she hadn't seen a doctor in, it was over almost five years. Do you believe in divine intervention? Like, do you think that, like, things happen for a reason? Like, or do you think we were ready to hear something new? Because it's kind of crazy, like, in that same amount of time, like, you come across someone who tells you about a book with your meat-loving self. Right. And, like, I'm pretty sure you're not probably overly interested in this content prior to this. Um, probably not. So, but it's just, I never, okay, I've been doing this 20 years in the insurance business. Yeah. I never hear the word cure. I hear treatment. This is how it's being treated. So, this just caught me off. Like, it, it's, I stopped my day. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, you cured yourself by eating vegetables. You went from one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in treatment to broccoli. Uh, I'm like, you know, it's mind blowing. And at that point, I was like, hey, this is something. This yeah. is something worth talking about, yeah. worth looking into. Not just for myself, but you know, for corporations, for people that are struggling with healthcare costs. And I start reading this book. I start getting into it. And this physician is talking about eighty percent of disease in this country can be cured by diet. And I'm like, what? 80%? It's insane. It's a huge percentage. You think about all the dollars that are going towards treatment plans that realistically could be going towards vegetables. And I hate to say it because there's a place for medication. Those treatment plans are largely pills being thrown at people to maybe band-aid something that's going to then cause something else. I don't hear the word cure. And then... You know, these pills are usually indefinite. You're on them forever. Yeah. And so I start getting into this book, and they start, you know, this doctor's backing everything up with statistical information. And if you even go and pull up the case studies on eating broccoli versus cancer, they exist. So they're yeah. real case studies. So I start reading into that, and all of a sudden I realize um, you can go vegetarian, and, and you probably are not going to get sick. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The stats he talks about, so I called you because I talked to your sister because she said she had to get in your grill because right. you were sick and she wasn't interested in you dying. <laughs> right. And so I talked to you and you told me about that book. I downloaded it and I am in the middle of it. And it's really some of the most fascinating information I have ever heard. And I mean, when you when he, someone starts a book and says... Here's I'm here's the fifteen like top killers. It's hard to translate that into. It's actually not a depressing book. It's a right. medical journal. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. You know, it really is. And yeah. so he talks about. I mean, there's so much he talks about, but the whole like eating broccoli can like change your like just your blood. Like if you're a smoker or you right. quit smoking, like how that can basically re-oxygenate your whole body and so it's almost like you've never smoked before yeah i mean what who else has ever said that yeah no one 
that we could just, you know, eat vegetables and literally cure ourselves of what disease we have present. So you start reading the book. Right. You quit your pork, you quit eating pork I, that I quit, week. I quit all meats. That week. Pretty much, yeah. So I went, uh, you know, vegetarian that week. Within two weeks, uh, I felt better. Like weird, like like antidepressant pill better. Like never felt better. Yeah, like all of a sudden I'm sleeping really well. Um, I'm waking up. My thoughts are clear. Like I'm not groggy. Um, it was just like a transformation. It was really, wow. really odd. Like <laughs> I would have never thought that just cutting out meat was going to have this kind of impact. And I was crushing meat. Like, yep. I would go to uh, Jersey Mike's, and I would go to battle with the, with the monster <laughs> submarine. Like, I walk in, and they would know me. They're like, Tony, you're here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mike's just way, one meat. Yeah. I, I would crush it, and I was eating those meats two, three, four times a week on top of other meats. And so, you know, the book really goes into all these processed meats and how bad they are for you. I didn't know that. Why? And I haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah. But why are processed like a cured meat or like a lunch meat? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So we're talking lunch meats, anything that had that's been processed so that it can be, you know, cooked faster or preserved longer. Or uh, I don't know the science behind it or what exactly they're doing. But the book goes into how some of these meats have poison. It's yeah, and we're ingesting this. Like, on a regular. Like, putting it in my kid's lunch. Right. Like, we as a society have been lied to. Like, we're, you know, I grew up on salami. You know, pastrami. Like, this was awesome. Like, yeah. I grew up with that. And, uh, you know, I thought myself lucky. Yeah. Now I don't see it that way. Um, so, two weeks into it, you know, I dropped 10 pounds. I'm like... Okay, I'm eating carbohydrates every day. I was like, gonna ask. So you're you quit the meat, but you're eating carbs. Yeah. So my okay. daily diet now is vegetables, pastas, grains. Are fruits. you doing gluten free? Are you just no. eating whatever? I mean, like you've cut out the meat, like you're doing. Right. I yeah. So I'm like I'm good. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to cut out anything we're else. We're dead. <laughs> so that that's my starting point. So all of a sudden my diet's completely different. So, like, I had to think about, okay, where am I going to eat at? Oh, right. Like, it became a big ordeal because I couldn't just go out to lunch anymore. No. Like, so, all of a sudden, I can start going to all the Thai restaurants. Walk into a Thai restaurant with vegetables. No problem. So, that was my first, like, fix. I don't want to call it fix, but, like, I was starting to really, you know, um, think about vegetables in a different way. I was like, these are awesome. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they were a little bit higher in sodium, but still they were good. And so I started eating them every day and it, it, I got used to it. And then on the grain side, I started doing like oats, like mm -hmm. oatmeal, mm -hmm. like basic stuff. And I'm feeling better. Every day I start to feel a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I get into this lifestyle then all of a sudden I don't even crave meat anymore. So were you having meat cravings that initial two month, two weeks to a month? Yes. Like, you missed it. Yeah, definitely. I would say... You're like, where is it? Yeah, I was like, you know, I really want some Popeye's chicken. <laughs> you know? Like, you get those feelings, and you're like, oh, man, I can crush it right now. You know? Uh, and then steaks, you know, like, I really, you know, really want a steak. And, you know, um, all the salt and everything. And it's like any drug. Yeah. 
Interesting. It makes you feel the same way, I think. Like, you know, you get your fix and then you're like, you know. Yeah. And you come down. Totally. So it was, um, you know, it was adjustment at first, but then your cravings changed. Mm. And then I started substituting salt with spices. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, like curry and ginger and, you know, different garlics and started experimenting with that. And, you know, at first I was thinking, wow, these are, you know, I'm starting to use some really exotic spices, but it was just really just to replace the salt that is from your motherland though if you look at all those spices absolutely that is like in your dna yeah and so you start cooking because now you can't go out right you know you got to start cooking for yourself so you know i start cooking you know different ways you know kind of a thai style uh i get into tofu and i'm like all right how am i going to do tofu and you know start slicing it up and you know putting some cornstarch in there and, 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 and cooking it up and all of a sudden, you know, you throw in your, your Thai noodles and you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I don't have bamboo shoots, but I've got broccoli. I'm going to fry the broccoli yeah. up in it. And so you start making these meals and you're like, this is good. So you began a new relationship with food. Definitely. Do you, um, have you heard of that Thug Kitchen book? I have not. This book is coming. I'm sending it to your house. Okay. You will die because it is the funniest cookbook you will ever read so it's called thug kitchen it's vegan right but you can do whatever you want with it you could add dairy to it or whatever okay these people curse their way through the (laughs) book and basically tell people how stupid they are because they make stupid decisions about food and spending money on dumb shit they don't need sure you will love it you probably wrote the book in your past life yeah yeah it is amazing but to change your relationship with food at the age of 44 yeah. to save your own life. Right. So, you, um, when you have kids and you look at your kids and you get to a point where you know you've got a family history of people dying young. Mm. And you got a little boy and some older boys and you want to be around for them. And that's what changes you. Amen. That's what makes you decide, I'm not going to do these things anymore. Yes. So that looking at those little boys is what made me decide that I was going to change my whole life. Because if it weren't for them, I'd probably smoke cigarettes and eat cheeseburgers all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to be around for them. I want to enjoy life with them. So those are the moments that, that make you change. And then what happens is you go in for your cholesterol check and your cholesterol drops 70 points. In how long? Four months. No way. Yeah. That's insane. It is. The doctor didn't believe it. That is insane. Yeah. So my cholesterol in four months of eating veg- vegetables dropped 70 points. But you also, key piece, you did quit smoking at the same time or right around the same time. Right. Which so, is huge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But complete lifestyle changes. You know, that having is crazy. that kind of impact and from a life of eating meat every day, every day eating meat. Yeah. Every meal. And within four months, dropping cholesterol that far. That is amazing. Yeah. So it's, it just proves that, you know, everything we've been taught is wrong. Everything. Yeah, on food. We have been lied yeah. to. Uh, you know, society telling us meat is the path to being healthy. Um, it's not. 
I mean, and he gets into the book about how meat that basically sits in your gut, what what's he say, it, it putrefies or yeah. it, it, beca- it basically spoils in your body. Like, yeah. that makes me want to throw up. Yes. And disclaimer, I am, you know, a vegetarian some days. I'm a vegan some meals. Right. I... You know, I just gave up bacon because I it made me sick one day. But I was like, I will not be a vegetarian because I can't give up bacon. Sure. So I have just let go of the bacon. But I do eat fish. And, um, you know, I still do that. But I don't need it as much. And you're right. Like, your palate totally changes. Definitely. Like, what you crave is a whole different thing. Sure. So as far as the processed food, outside of, like, the pasta and stuff... Mm-hmm. Have you changed the amount of processed food in your diet? Uh, yeah. Like what you're eating I mean, out of a box, I guess? Um, to a degree. I'm still a lot of pastas. So I don't know you know, how processed that is. I'm not making my own pasta. I do have the pasta machine to do it. Um, One day. Right. But it's not. I'm still consuming processed meats, but I'm watching everything. It's it, it, processed foods, not meats. So, you know, I don't know the science behind it. Like, if you have noodles and they've been, you know, stored, how bad is that for I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. I was just having a conversation with another person we know who's mm-hmm. recently found out she has got to let go of gluten and dairy. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I'm like, one thing at a time. Like, just one thing at a time. Right. Because it is really challenging for, like, and I'm not even saying, like, that you have to, or anyone has to do anything. I just was curious if you, you know, yeah, how far how far down the road you went. And, yeah. like, frankly, you're, you're not going to probably make your own pasta. On right. You know, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to be able to have the time to do that. But, I mean, I mean, live in reality. But, you know, just by not eating out all the time, you're going to eat healthier. Isn't that, like, the truth? It's, like, you don't know. I mean, I love to, like, have someone else cook for me, but you don't know what's in your food. Right. So then once you start, even if you just did one day a week, you're going to feel better. Like, I'm, I'm convinced. Like, okay, if I drop 70 points on my cholesterol, like, okay, if you just went two days a week, what, are you going to drop 20? That's insane. There was It was interesting. So he talks about beet juice, this, this Dr. Greger, and he talks about you can, you know, drink, you know, couple shots of beet juice and drop your blood pressure 10 points in an hour i'll put it to the test <laughs> there was some truth to it you know i didn't yeah. get 10 points but that's it, crazy. it went down yeah wow we're talking beet juice okay beets i wonder why it does that it's something about the nitrogen in the beets that um. opens up our uh, you know opens up our uh, uh the artery yeah the artery so it flows better but it's almost like if the book was saying almost like a like a, a heart patient would take nitrogen to open it up so they don't so the blood flow goes through. Well, we used to make a bunch of beet juice in our cleanses, and then really? I've kind of gone away from it's like a, the variety. It's a tough flavor. It is a tough flavor. Here's my biggest secret about juice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why other people don't know this. Did you Not, like that flow right into the juice? <laughs> the juice. Yeah. Good old juice. Yeah. Citrus. It's a game changer for any juice. So lemon or lime, throw some ginger in there. Yeah. It'll change your whole thing. But they said, like I did a lot of research around the juice, and it said that um, vegetables and fruits that are like colors, like your blood or whatever, those are the things that oxygenate your blood. So 
I would make that for people going through cancer um, okay. treatment because it would because beets are great for your liver. So I don't know if that. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I have no idea. But right. I'm assuming like it it clears your blood out. It helps to flush out your liver. So that might be why it would bring that down. But the beet juice is really good. But it's like it it's it's legit. I mean, you gotta really think through drinking it. Oh, I'm. Like, what are some like newfound foods that you're like surprised that you so, like? So oats. I'm like old school. I order them off the farm. They're coming out of Illinois. I like, love it. Yeah, and you boil them and you like you a get, steel cut yeah. or like a regular. So both, but you know, it's it's like you know, 25 minutes boil to get them right. Yes. And then you know, you put your fruit in there, and a little bit of you know uh, molasses or you want to do uh, pancake syrup or whatever, and like you start your day off with that and you feel good. Yeah, that's how Tim starts his day, yeah. every day. I, I, there's something about it that I think um, our bodies need those grains. Mm-hmm. And I even, you know, um, you you know, I've made a batch of it and it lasts all week. And, you know, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't spoil, like, making something perishable, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that the grains... You're having a whole new interaction with your food. Because you are, like, having to actually, like, touch it most of the time. Like, yeah. you're having to make it. Yes. And there's a different vibration when you are actually touching your food. Oh, and, I agree. And it's making it and putting it in your body than yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, which is fine to go out to eat. And it's fine to do all that. But, yeah, it's a whole different relationship that you have. And mindfulness. It's I like your meditation. So. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. You're, you are mindful. You are putting in preparation. You are looking things up on a, okay, how am I going to cook this? Yeah. What should I do here? What should I do there? And then, you know, some of it doesn't taste great. Some of it's awesome. You know, it's like hit or miss. It's like anything else. And then, you know, sometimes you go overboard and curry stains everything. I didn't, oh. I didn't, I didn't know that until, uh, you, you know. You have yellow <laughs> Yeah, I was, like, your stuff I was like, In oh. the counter. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, wait a second, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, if you can take care of yourself by eating vegetables, I mean, literally, this is going to be the cheapest form of healthcare you will ever have. Because in my business, we're seeing cost sharing get higher and higher and higher where it's not unheard of right now to have $8,000 out of pocket. Every year, if you're ill and you have a, a condition that has to be treated, and now, you know, you could adopt a diet where you're eating vegetables, let's just say a couple, two days a week. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your symptoms go down. Maybe you're not cured, but you're, you don't need as many doctor visits, treatments, different meds, you know, who knows? And then if you really want to cure yourself, you go all vegetables. Isn't, um, aren't medical bills like one of the number one reasons why people go bankrupt? Definitely. Isn't that crazy? The cost of care right now is through the roof. Um, is that going to shift? I mean, like, do you see a shift in this or are we just going to continue to have huge costs for health It's going to get worse. So there's a whole new line of treatments coming out called gene therapies. Gene therapies are literally like injecting cells in your body to cure you. Like stem cell-ish, but yes. not stem cells? It, it's brilliant uh, medicine. So you have you know, bladder cancer. All right? You take a shot. It cures you. No chemotherapy. Shut up. You're cured. Shot's 200 grand, but you're cured. And who, so does the insurance company pay for the bulk of that? Well, these new drugs are all coming out. So there's two of them coming out this year. And then there's like 18 in the pipeline. And... No one really knows what's going to happen. Wow. Because somebody has to pay. So, you know, corporate America is going to be paying for this. The government's going to be paying for this. We, you know, we really don't know. Because 
some of these drugs are $2 million. There's one where you can drop, it's like droplets into the eyes of a blind child and they have sight. You know, we're talking like... You're talking, this is precision medicine. This is yeah. the medicine, like, this is like the Star Trek, like, here is the future. Yes. The future is now. It's just how you're going to pay for it. Right. So, we talk about diabetes. Mm-hmm. There's stuff coming out, whether they're, they're saying they're going to be coming out with things that could cure you. You know, what'll be interesting to see is if you're cured, but then you continue down the road with your horrible diet... Right. And it's the American way. Right. It's like, okay, shoot me so that I can keep, you know, going on with this. So you really want to change the face of how healthcare is viewed and. I I would say just my my surroundings. You know, I, I live in reality now. At 44, you know, you can't change the world, but you can change maybe your community. Yes. So then, like, if I can come up with a corporate wellness program for businesses that are struggling with healthcare costs by promoting vegetables, I don't know how it gets any cheaper. You know, where a company could say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this," and maybe they send vegetables to their employees. You know, I I, I don't know, but it, it's a worth talking about if all these things are true that you can eat vegetables and cure yourself of disease. So I think it can be done. I think that there are people with a vested interest in in their community and their world being well and healthy. So those sure. people totally will get on board with you. And then there's those other people who are in the business of keeping people sick. Right. We'll just keep them out of the conversation. I think so. Um, because if we look at, you know, our physicians don't talk to us about diet. Well, because as he said, this Michael Greger, Dr. Michael mm-hmm. Greger, and I've heard from others, our sweet doctors who, like, we are not dissing the doctors. We are thrilled. Right. Like, we These need guys, them. They're brilliant. You know? Yes. They're the smartest people, you know, in society. But they are not required to take nutrition classes. I know, which is odd. Like... We are what we eat. Yeah. We, Actually. We're putting these things into our body, and they have chemicals in them, and our bodies can only process so many chemicals at you know, such a time that eventually you poison yourself. They know this, but it's just not something they... I don't know. Well, hopefully that like that will be a shift. Like It just seems absolutely crazy. And, and the, that's not a part of our current system. It is. It's, it's really odd, and... Do we shift back? And I can see where corporate America can make that shift because they're invested on, you know, promoting a healthy lifestyle to reduce costs. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if your people are, what's that movie, fat, sick, and nearly dead? Yeah. Like, people are so stressed anyway. So stress plays a huge role in the whole thing. Right. Hence your story, where your story begins. Yeah, right? or absolutely, began. yeah. So, you're, so people are highly stressed. They're eating like crap. And they're not exercising, right. which then affects your mental health. So you go to work in a bad mood. You're not productive. You're not productive. You're and miserable. you're like literally sleeping under your desk in between doing two hours worth of work and Facebooking all day. Right. Like you're proselytizing the word. Yes. I mean, definitely with all the statistical information to back it all up. But it's just, you know, I think it's doing it for yourself and seeing the results and then getting other people that have conditions on board to see if it really cures them. 
you know, by 2020, Indiana wanted to be in a completely different place because uh, physically people are so sick here and we're not there yet. Like it's 2020 and we're still like real low on the totem pole. And so like when I think about the things that I do and, you know, I love that I love to give the information to people who want it and need it. But we're also talking about people who have the luxury of having the time or energy for a podcast or money to go to an event. And I want information that we provide for people to be available for everyone because it's not the people who can and choose to afford it. Yes, we want all those people who are our audience and we're grateful for but it's the it's the other ninety percent of the yeah. population who really needs this information. So, like, how do you re- reach the general public with yeah. this information to help them to live a healthier it, life? It's an excellent question. I, you know, I, from where I'm sitting, you start with work, where you're employed. If you had an employer that was, you know, buying into this and. The, this wellness program of eating vegetables and promoting it and maybe that's your start because you know they know that you're going to be more productive and a better employee if you're eating vegetables if they it have, could just be that simple it really could it's be. like having it's like basically like yeah. having a csa or like a market like a free market yeah. within the workplace i i think so and i think when you start with businesses you know everyone has a reason to push it Mm-hmm. You know, if they believe in that that reason, then it's like, okay, this makes sense. We're going to, you know, we're going to make more money. We're going to have happier employees. Everybody wins. Yeah. And we're going to push vegetables, and it's not going to cost us that much to do this. It's not like you're pushing a concept that people actually, like, you did not invent vegetables. <laughs> right. Like, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's... It's pretty easy. It is. It really is. And I think we just, as a society, lost track because, you know, we were told that, you know... To be healthy, you had to eat meat. Totally. And, and, like, then we got so busy that we're just, like, eating fast food and, like, we're running and we're tired. And, like, who has energy to put anything but a frozen pizza in at the I end know. of the day? It's so hard and we're so busy. But I think, you know. Would you rather be alive? Right. It's better to be alive <laughs> and living. You know, you could be alive yes. and not living. I love that. Yeah. So I think, you know, taking one day out of the week to start with. Yeah. You know, the meatless Mondays or whatever you want to call That's it. That's such a great idea. Just right. one day. Just one day. Yeah. Just do one day and see if, you know, what results you get. I, I think you would have better health results just by one day. Welcome to the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. Welcome to the next phase of your evolution.